Welcome back, Water Trio listeners. I'm here with the lovely Cassandra and Kelly, and we're all ready for the Astrology of the Week beginning the 4th of November. This is our actual anniversary, uh, one year to us. Hip, hip, hooray. Um, We have recorded a bonus episode for this week, so please have a look out for that. But yeah, we're really excited to be back and have everyone on a journey with us for this whole year. So thank you to everyone who's been with us either for the whole thing or part of it um, and everybody that's just loved us along the way. So let's dig into the 4th of November astrology. I think I'm throwing to you first, Cass, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm the first cab off the rank today. Yeah. So on the 5th of uh, November, Tuesday the 5th, we've got a Mars-Pluto square occurring across 20 Libra and 20 Caps. So I guess in some ways it picks up the energy of the astrology of last week where we, or actually the week before, a bit of a crossover with the uh, time zones, but the Mars square Saturn of uh, October 27, 28. Now, just before we kind of got started, you know, we just recorded our bonus episode for um, our one-year anniversary, the Saturn-Pluto piece. And in some ways, this is like a little bit of a mini version of perhaps what we will experience. So what we were talking about in the last episode was, you know, we've kind of done a lot of the Saturn this year, and then next year it's a little bit more of the Pluto. So I guess we can kind of tie in the finishing of October and the beginning of November a little bit to what we might experience um, come January. So Mars and Pluto, I love this aspect. It's like being a woman or a man on a mission, getting something done, getting something initiated, going for gold, so to speak. Um, You might sort of come across some, um, you know, potential obstacles with Pluto there but you know the further you're prepared to dig the more you know you're ready to like grab your you know chomp your teeth on the bit um you know the further you can go with something um sometimes you know this can feel like an unstoppable energy like if you've really got something that you're you know really passionate about Mars but it can also be a little bit um you know maybe the powers that be or the overwhelm, not so much overwhelmment, but feeling like maybe that, you know, the power is too intense or it's too much and it can kind of stop you from taking action. What are your thoughts around it, Kel? Yeah, look, I do like the Mars square Pluto. I think it's, um, there is an intensity to it. There's almost that obsessive kind of compulsion. Like I want to get this done. I want to move a mountain, you know, Pluto and Mars both speak to that quality of will and forcefulness because they're in that square aspect, they're kind of at odds with each other a little bit. And it does feel like, you know, you're trying to do something and there's this big barrier in the way, but you're so determined that you you just keep at it and you either chip away like through, you know, sheer stubbornness um, or you, you come to some agreement that like squares to me always speak a little bit of like adjustment or negotiation. And I think with Mars in Libra, there is that negotiation or that kind of weighing the pros and cons. Um, Mm. And so I'm, because it's a square, a part of me is like, are we able to get things done or do we find ourselves kind of at this loggerheads where we really have to negotiate how to move forward with the other people or with the circumstances or even with the bureaucracies around us because Pluto in Capricorn may not just be another individual but could be, you know, a government organisation of some kind, Mm. for instance. Um, It kind of 
you know, the yeah. square reminds me of like, you know, when you're in a traffic and, you know, who has right away here and like you go, yes. I go, you go, and then nobody goes. Yes. So, you know, it can be that kind of, you know, to throw back to one of your classic statements, the argy-bargy, I think you said one time I on the show. Yes. I, was, <laughs> I hadn't heard that in ages. So, you know, with Mars and Libra, it might also be about bringing in your, you know, key negotiation skills to get you out yeah. of a jam or to, ex- you know, to express yourself in a way that can kind of, um, you know, bring about a fair resolution or something along those lines too. Yeah, totally. I like the Argy Late, yeah, sorry. you, you yeah. need to have a bit of bit of charm and wield wield that kind of diplomatic um, swing with Mars. There, um, it's like not to come out fighting, but to come out loving and see where you can come from with this. But yeah, I just for me, this is potential run-ins with authorities, pushing back against the boss and trying to get what you want and what you need resolved in front of them, but without the expectation that it will happen. Um, So it's being willing to assert yourself and put yourself forward, but also know that the powers may be, the powers that <laughs> powers that be may not necessarily be on your side in this particular time, but it's not to say it won't happen. It's just have a bit of patience with this and maybe a bit of tenacity and really see what what the potential is. So don't be too hindered by it. Um, you know, Mars is going to continue through, pushing through soon into Scorpio. Um, and there, that's when Mars will really have his power back. So it'd be interesting to see if, if resolutions to any issues that happen now will come up then. Yeah, I do think um, I liked, Kath, how you linked it to the Mars square Saturn of like November, oh, sorry, October 27, 28, because then Mars square Pluto, it's it's all kind of Libra to Capricorn. So those two parts of your birth chart being a little bit at odds or there being some tension there. Um, and then what you were saying, Lise, just made me sort of think about the idea that there is that negotiation required. You know, Mars in Libra is very much... He's trying to find a way forward that pleases others or has that compromising kind of this is something we can all agree on, but having to really dig deep into, you know, whether he can get that or not. And the Mars square Pluto, because it's happening, it's Tuesday the 5th of November, 20 Libra to 20 Cap. I think it's the 5th for you gals as well in Australia. Yes, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing happening on the 4th or 6th astrologically, so it feels like it's really going to flavour a a solid part of the the first half of this week Mm. at least, yeah. And it's it's a Tuesday. It's a Mars day, you know. It'll, It'll be interesting to see what flares with it. Yeah, yeah. I love what you said. Um, there was something that you said, Lishi, and I can't remember what it was, but what came to my mind was, you know, kill them with kindness, you know, yes. rather than kind of going in all gung-ho, it's kill them with kindness or, you know, or bitch crafting, however you want to yes. look, look at that. Yeah. Yeah. So it, uh, you know, what you want to do and what you probably uh, can get away with is going to be a huge part of, um, yeah, it's like diplomacy on overload with this one potentially. Yep. But just yeah. make sure it, I don't think it would, but yeah, make sure it doesn't come across too sappy sweet because no one will trust you. But um, I, don't, <laughs> I, I think don't, with Mars. I don't think this will no, be sappy sweet. No. No, not with Mars. No. <laughs> so that's the first part of the week. And then we're into, I guess, the end of the week, which is a lot busier. Yeah. Yeah. Leash, sure. Have you got some thoughts for us about. I do. Uh, this is the this is the last of the Saturn Neptune trines. Sextile? Trines, sextiles. Sextile, I've written yes. that yes. wrong in my calendar. <laughs> um, 
yes, the satin Neptune sextile. And I just keep coming back to, you know, so the first one was back in January and that was at 12 degrees of Capricorn and Pisces. And then the next one was actually prelude to the meat grinder, all that crazy in June, which was at 18 degrees. So now this is happening around just the end of 15 degrees. And there's a sense with this of whatever those visions or dreams or hopes of Neptune, you know, what has been fueled, especially all year with the Neptune-Jupiter squares is the last chance to kind of take that kite and anchor it down to the ground and and hold onto it and allow something beautiful to be anchored to us. I feel like it's taking those castles in the air and, and actually constructing them in reality. You know, that's the beauty. You know, Saturn can bring physical manifestation to those amazing dreams and visions that Saturn, um, that Neptune can bring forth. So I just keep thinking of that Mary Poppins Returns song, one of the first ones for those that have seen it, for those that have kids and have been forced to see it a thousand times. Um, it's the song called Can You Imagine That? And the whole point of that song is this life has been heavy and hard and serious. They lost their mother a year ago and suddenly Mary Poppins flies in and goes, oh, yes, life's very serious and you're very grown up. But you know what? maybe we'll try a bit of imagination and there's this whole cool bathtub scene and it's like a bit of water, a bit of fun, a bit of imagination and creativity can make the serious seem much easier to cope with. It is that spoonful of sugar that helps the medicine go down in many ways. So yeah, I think that, um, and, and the sun's going to be involved in all of this as well, the sun in Scorpio. So yeah, it's going to be some interesting spotlights shone on this um, from that really emotional, empathetic, compassionate place. But I've been going on a while. What would you guys like to say about that? <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. I mean, I love the idea of the song and the bathtub. Like it's all very Saturn, Neptune, isn't it? Bringing in the water themes and the hope mm. and yeah, I think Saturn Neptune, one of it, it has been one of our big aspects for 2019. It's been going on since February. Um, and it does feel like making an a version of a dream that you had real. Like, you know, with Neptune, and this is something artists and writers talk about, like in your mind, your creative uh dream exists in its perfect form and then when you try to bring it into the real world it can lose some of that sparkle but it's the best you can do to make it manifest and that's part of what I think this Saturn Neptune is about is making it manifest so the essence of that perfect vision is in the thing but to understand that once you bring it into the real human world it may never quite be as pure and perfect as it was in the imaginal space but that that's okay. Yeah, that's beautiful, Kel. What about you, Kaz? Yeah, I think when this aspect first popped up, I think I might have said something along the lines of making the impossible possible. Yep. Um, Mm. So, you know, that might be, you know, something to perhaps uh, contemplate, you know, with all the other energies that are surrounding the upcoming periods where things might feel a little bit, you know, too much. And then you're like, well, you know, if I really kind of buckle down and do the work, Saturn, I can make a dream come true. So there is a, you know, an aspect of opportunity with the sextile. It will take some effort. It will take some work. Um, I'm not going to lay out the red carpet for you, but here's an opportunity. You run with it. So, um, yeah, I think that's something that, you know, can allow us to sort of still feel inspired by reality. Mm. 
Yeah, that's beautiful. Because that is, it is, you know, it is what we've got, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it is. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, reality is an illusion. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's beautiful. So that's kind of, that's going to be Saturday in Australia, I think. That'll be Friday for people in Canada and Correct. the States. Yep. Yeah, and yep. it's 16 Capricorn to 16 Pisces. It is, mm-hmm. yeah. With the sun at 16 Scorpio. Yeah. So I, I yeah. like, too, that in this particular Saturn-Neptune iteration, we've got the sun involvement, which I just wonder mm. if that helped, like, if there's a sense of extra support or you're seeing things or you're getting some extra inspiration that can just take you a little further with what you've been yeah. kind of playing around yeah. with. The, yeah. There. It, it yeah. could potentially, you know, help thrust you forward around, you know, an identity expression that you haven't really felt that you could push forward to you know uh you know sun saturn's a little bit fearful but then if you add the neptune to the mix well it's like well what's possible if i just sort of you know uh, not worry about how others might perceive me or you know uh, letting those fears um overcome so you know if you have a sense of self-belief and faith you can kind of you know unleash a little bit of inner regulus and do the work and uh and shine your own light in a way yeah Yep, totally. The confidence that it brings in and the yeah, yeah. and the clarity. You know, this is the sun shone on this. It's like, you know, you can perhaps see where Neptune might be a bit too dreamy and where Saturn might be a bit too heavy and try and find the middle ground between the two. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the role of an intermediary is an interesting one, isn't it? It can link things mm. that are struggling to connect, but it can also provide a point of view that helps those other two pieces, like, get on the same page. Yeah. 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 Love it. Cool. And I think it's you up next, isn't it, Kel? Yeah. I'm going to talk about Mercury retrograde uh, in Scorpio sextile Pluto in Capricorn. And that's happening Saturday the 9th if you're in Canada and the States. And that'll be Sunday the 10th in Australia. So from 20 Scorpio to 20 Cap. I'm really drawn to this aspect. It's it's the second in a series of three sextiles mm. between Mercury to Pluto. The first one happened back October 1920th when Mercury was still direct. And the third one will happen in about December 2nd or 3rd when Mercury is direct again. So this is sort of the retrograde activation in the middle of those two direct hits. So Mercury-Pluto to me is like the investigator. It's like almost that classic journalist, you know, with a pencil and a notepad, just like a dog with a bone that's not giving up, that they've got an inkling or they've caught a whiff of something and they need more because they know there's more to the situation. And so Mercury sextile Pluto to me is about trusting those spidey senses about something's off here or there's more going on here and then digging for facts. And, you know, digging for facts is asking questions. It's doing research. It's reviewing what you've been told or going back over the information at hand. And there's a lot of reflection, I think, in this Mercury sextile Pluto aspect, like thinking back to events from that October 1920 period, did it make sense? Do you still have questions? Do you need to return to that topic? I also think Mercury sextile Pluto is a lot about really deep and meaningful discussions or thought-provoking conversations. So it's more about those kind of intimate, profound interactions rather than, you know, maybe not seeing, you know, a a large group of people but having dinner with your your best friends or a a couple that you're really close to or what have you. So I really think that's going to put a level of, I guess, depth, intensity, intimacy and privacy into this weekend. 
Uh, and I just wanted to make sure people understood that it was part of a series of Mercury-Pluto aspects. So it's not a one and done. It's, you know, part of a sequence that began mid-October and runs until early December. Uh, do you gals have any thoughts about this aspect? Uh, anything that you would add or, or say differently? I guess from the uh, Scorpio locked box. Yeah, the vault. <laughs> it is the vault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, this because this is the backwards part of that Mercury. It, there is such a sense of, you know, I even get that it might be wanting alone time. It might be that kind of Saturday night where you're like, you know what, I don't really want to be with anyone right now. Or if I am, it's with that one person that I trust and that I want to open up with. But I just get this sense of really diving deep and it's like the seabird that that dives deep and gets its food and then brings it up and, and processes it. But this is almost like it, it's doing it on the run. I don't, I, yeah, it's just this sense of depth and intensity and pressure and perhaps even looking at ourselves and going, what is it about us that we need to understand that came back from that mid-October period. How can I reflect on this internally, the part I may have paid in any circumstances, whether or not I was trying to gain control or trying to gain power, which is potential with Pluto. And being honest, you know, Pluto wants honesty. Pluto mm. wants the truth. It doesn't want to gloss things over. It it brings things back to the bare bones. So, yeah, it, it might be that there are some parts of ourselves, some shadow sides of ourselves that we need to reflect on. But the best thing about that is we know ourselves out of that. And what better way to be a good, a better person than to know who we are. So yeah, that's my Scorpio take on all this Scorpionic, Plutonic energy. Yeah. The inside, the chance to go deep and get to know some of those nooks and crannies internally that you normally might shy away from or hide from, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, totally. What about you, Cass? For me, um, I think this, you know, you girls have touched on uh, a lot of, you know, my thoughts around it too, but I really love your point, Lishi, around the uh, time alone piece. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, sometimes when you do spend more time alone than you're used to spending, you start thinking about things a little bit differently. And, you know, you can also skew pew. You could skew the yes. facts, skew the data if you overthink as well. You know, that's a yes. definite uh, going down the uh, the rabbit hole with Scorpio. You can, you know, like, um, you know, I think of accounting, you know, you can make the numbers fit kind of any way you want them to be, depending on who you're showing. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I guess this is like reflective side that kind of might also help you see something you didn't quite see back in that initial connection back on um, the 19th, 20th of October. But then it's also having to, you know, be a little bit like, am I kind of scupioing the thing or am I, is this actually the thing? Oh, Winston's making an appearance. So, um, love it. So, yeah, so this might sort of, you know, help you it's it's this thing like I think I'm like smelling a hot lead here or I'm onto something but you know there is that potential to almost sort of like second guess the idea is it my head talking is it my intuition talking it's going to be you know a little bit of time alone I think is really going to help you figure this one out 
Yeah, that's the thing with Scorpio. I think that's one of the tips I wrote for this Mercury retrograde is to just, it's an awesome time to be trying to read between the lines, but just making sure that you don't go too far into it and start to see things that don't actually exist. And I think, um, yeah, it's that kind of thing. You can be chasing rabbits down holes, a bit like Alice in Wonderland with this. And it's like, okay, you got to come back up for breath and and yeah. try and work out what's real and what's made up. Yeah. Yeah, the time alone can help you, um, you know, sit with the emotions or sit with the feelings um, and, you know, just, you know, always listen to the signals in your body. What is that giving mm. you yeah. rather than getting all obsessive about it and like confrontational or this or that. It's like, okay, I'm just going to take this Mercury retrograde step back yep. and just, yeah, yeah just really the like, Taurus, okay. The Taurus the antidote Taurus. to the Scorpio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come back to the body. Yeah. It's like, yeah, let me just eat some food and drink some wine and really think about this one. (laughs) Or not, or not think. (laughs) Not think. Yeah. I mean, I think there is probably, it's a good caution to throw out there because I think there probably is a little bit of obsessive thinking with Mm. this. I mean, it's Mercury and Scorpio in aspect to Pluto. So it's a good caution to be mindful of going down the rabbit hole and then using the Taurus antidotes to bring yourself back into the present rather than the, uh, yeah. Get out, go for a walk or something, you know, just to get your head space in a different place as well can really help. Yeah. And just that, you know, what you were saying, you know, somatically feeling emotions in the body. That's one way to check if it's your head or if it's real, you know, just closing your eyes, spending some time. It's like, if you're feeling stressed or anxious about something, feel it in your body and then process it that way is an awesome way to kind of filter it out and process it out rather than having to keep the, the hamster in the head turning round mm. and round and round. Yeah, I, I don't know anything my... about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is totally unfamiliar to you, Leash. <laughs> Never knew that I about think... you in the last 15 years, Leash. Um, I think I shared something on my Instagram, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago And I always, when I think about Mercury and Scorpio, I often revert back to something my grandmother used to say when I was younger. And she'd always, you know, she had this way of saying, Cassie, always trust your gut because your mind can play tricks on you. Yes. And I think this is a huge one for Mercury retrograde and Scorpio. Yeah. You know, if it gives you those like butterflies or that sick feeling or it's churning in your gut, that's your sign. But if you're up here, that's not your sign. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really yeah, good yeah. point because and I think for the basically like just November in general because Mercury in Scorpio retrograde. I mean Mercury's partly retrograde and partly not this month, but Mercury's in Scorpio the whole month. So we're all learning how to manage the mind and you know Scorpio is a sign ruled by Mars. So we're in the depths, but it's not comfortable. It's prickly or it's spiky or it's sharp or it's uncomfortable and potentially a bit confronting. So that's a great assessment, Cass, like coming to the belly. And if your belly is unsettled, then it's something you need to maybe act on or speak about. Yeah. It's one of the good thing about being a cancer. One good thing, just one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and maybe um, there's a couple more. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so. So. I that's think the that's end it. of the week. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. You had a lot of us this week. <laughs> it is, but it is actually a quieter week in terms of aspects. So 
Uh, but they're pretty big aspects. A little bit less. Allowing, it's a, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the skies of this week are actually allowing you that time and space to mm. go, stop, I need to, you know, go just, you know, bask in the sun in the paddock and do my body feel so I can work out where my head's at, you know. So, yeah. you know, all those sort of quintessential self-care things. I think it's going to be really helpful for people this week and if that means you have to renege on a commitment or say no to someone or something because you're just not there right now, mm. um, then do it, you know. Like that's just part of what, you know, Mercury retrograde in the deepest sign is, is inviting you to do. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And the other one is if you're really in that headspace where you're second-guessing yourself and thinking things through, then it is time to reach out and to a friend you trust or a person you trust who knows you well to give the reflection of actually that's not real, come back out of crazy land mm. and, um, yeah. 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 Yeah, someone who can really call your bullshit I think is will help yeah. you if you feel like you're in that spiral too. Yeah, with Pluto, anyone that can call you bush, it's always a good thing. Another good <laughs> totally. thing that cancer is for. <laughs> yeah. Yes, true. <laughs> well, and that's where I guess, you know, I don't think this is a weekend to spend time with a bunch of strangers or large crowds no. of people. I think, you know, your intimate, close, safe inner circle are the people to either be with or to have on call. Yeah, totally. Which, yeah. which, look, hey, you know, Cass, you and I will be together on this day, won't we? Oh, my we? gosh, you will. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Oh, yeah, there's going to be know, like, I just oh, looked can went... you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> I know, Sorry, like, Kel, what we'll what FaceTime I'm, like, you. totally jealous, but that's fine. No, no. <laughs> I know, anyway. I was like, what's this November 10? Why does this date feel so familiar? But, yeah, we're going to be doing all the, the Cancer Scorpio stuff. Oh, yeah, okay, well, you're going to have to tell everyone about it in our next episode. Yeah, yes. we'll have to do some social media of selfies <laughs> <laughs> or not. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's not a selfie one. Um, or no. yeah, it's like a hidden yeah. one. So yeah, that's talking the week. about what's coming yeah. up. What have you guys got coming up this week? Um, well, this week is very much like getting back into routine for me because I was away the previous week, the last that transition week. Um, but I am getting ready for my next online course, which is a three-part training on benefits and blessings, where to find the joy, the happiness, or the pathways to contentment and fulfillment in your birth chart. So that's starting Monday, November 11th, and you better sign up for that via my website. Awesome. What about, what about you, you Cass? Um, I'm in the midst of my layering techniques course, which is uh, going really well, and um, just making some plans and cooking up some stuff, which I'll probably announce maybe in next week's episode. Excellent. Yeah. Awesome. And I'm doing much the same, actually. I hopefully will be working hard on some end of world 2020 stuff. Um, but I do have an offer for any of my website subscribers to newsletter subscribers to for a free meditation of accessing the intuition for this Mercury retrograde. So if you would like that, it's like a 20 minute meditation that you can have a try and a bit of information about the Mercury retrograde. So um, just sign up to my website, fireliciayusuf.com to get that. Excellent. So thanks ladies. Thank you so much. See you all next week. Thanks everyone. Bye for now. Bye. See you.